and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Certainly one other interested observer in tonight's game, number two of Kevin Durant with the Phoenix Suns, and that is team owner Matt Ishbia, who is there in Chicago. Photographed by Dwayne Rankin and others. Courtside watch this team. He had, he had said that he was going to stay based in Michigan and that he was right. going to come to Phoenix every now and then, but it wasn't like he was going to permanently relocate here or anything. So he's obviously close, you know, Milwaukee, Chicago to Michigan. He's close. Yeah, he's always there. So I don't bet. I can't bet. But Paulie Prop Bet says take the Suns, give the points. Because the owner is in attendance. <laughs> the big boss is going to be watching. Yeah. And you watch the Suns at their best. There will be a direct correlation. Just saying. Take the over. Give the points. I don't know whether else, but I'm telling you, it looked good the other night. Did it not? It, it did. It looked good enough that I'm saying, man, if it looks this good this quick, what's going to look like in May? And I now fully expect it to look better in front of the new owner. Yeah, I would think so, too. Um, there was a game that he attended where they played very well in front of him. I can't remember which one, but I, I do remember thinking. It was Detroit. Oh, yeah. in. Was it in Detroit when he was there? Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Thank you, Mitch. Um, Look, as far as the quality of competition, look, we said it yesterday, we'll say it again. Charlotte, one of the five worst teams in the NBA. I mean, they're just, they're awful, right? The only reason you buy a ticket to a Charlotte Hornets game is to see the opposition. Yes. That's the only reason. Or with the hopes that the owner is going to walk by you when you're sitting in your seat. Hey, there goes Michael Jordan, right? I mean, that's the only reason why you do it. Fan appreciation night. Maybe they're giving away a car like Oprah. The Bulls are better. They're not a lot better, but they're better. They're right on the verge of being a play-in team. They're the 11th seed right now in the Eastern Conference. So if you're looking for a better test, tonight is a better test than Charlotte. Not a hugely better test, but better than Charlotte. I do think and no one will ever admit to this, that the planning of the games for the return of Kevin Durant were very, very intentional, very deliberate, very specific. And rather than, say, bring him back for Oklahoma City for game one and then have Milwaukee be game two, or Milwaukee is game one and Charlotte is game two, they probably looked at the schedule and said, what's the nice, soft landing for Kevin Durant? It's Charlotte in game one. Chicago in Game 2, and then we'll throw Dallas at him in Game 3 and see how he responds. I think tonight is kind of part of that plan to a certain extent. You know, if only the economy would have a soft landing here at some point, <laughs> like they talk about, right, on the business channels. My, my, my 401k asks yeah. that you really stop talking about it, please. So, so maybe maybe the Suns uh, should replace the Fed, and they can engineer a soft landing because I agree with you. I think this is intentional. This is by design, especially after the press conference that Kevin Durant held in front of the fans and that was a great scene and the energy was palpable obviously but don't you think kevin durant looked a little i don't know a a little perplexed that okay you know i'm in town the adoration uh, you know the expectation is a little ramped up if you told me that kevin durant said i'd rather play a few games on the road get some of the rust off get Uh some work in before i came in home in front of the fans the expectations are off the charts based on this press conference in front of the crowd look You and I, not to date ourselves here, you and I have been doing this a long time. I can't remember too many press conferences that were basically pep rallies. And and I understand.
understand the need to want to throw a pep rally over Kevin Durant, right? It's Kevin Durant. I, I mean, it's it's a big deal. But that that whole scene was just weird and unusual and, and, and unexpected, and I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. And yeah, I think him opening on the road against two of the lesser teams in the Eastern Conference is exactly the way to do it. Now, again, Chicago's better. And one of these days, look, here's what's going to happen. And I, I don't think it's going to be tonight. The Suns will trip up against the lesser team, even though they've got Kevin Durant. All right, that's just the NBA. It's going to happen. Absolutely. It's, it's I don't think it's going to happen tonight, but it's guaranteed to happen at some point. The real test, the real tune-in moment, and I'm not telling you not to tune in tonight, but the real curiosity factor is met on Sunday when they take on Dallas. And Dallas isn't great either, but Dallas has Luka, Dallas has Kyrie, that's a national TV audience. That one's just got all kinds of drama just baked into it, I think. The other thing I'm watching tonight, because all eyes are on Kevin Durant, obviously, but we got to watch how everyone else plays. Now, is Chris Paul going to come out and go one of eight from the field again? How comfortable is Chris Paul going to look? Now, he did have the 11 assists, and he did what they pay him to do, but okay, you're expecting a better game out of CP3. And by the way, Jalen Rose, last Sunday, that Milwaukee Bucks game at halftime was not kind. was not kind about Chris Paul. Did you hear some of his comments no, at halftime? No, I didn't. Where Jalen Rose said, and I quote, CP3, you can see father time catching up with him. In the dead ball situations, they're able to deny him and force him to be the secondary ball handler. They're forcing D. Book to initiate the offense. In the past, you could never deny CP3 from getting the ball in the inbound. But because he's getting older, he's about to turn 38, etc. So I want to see what CP3 looks like tonight. DeAndre Ayton. Yep. You know, well, I thought it looked good the other night. Yeah, I thought he, I thought, he did. You know, he he's going to get a lot of easy looks, and I thought he made the most with what he had the other night. I, I hope it's a close game that you're not just toying with a team like they did with Charlotte, because in that fourth quarter at Milwaukee, as good as Da has looked recently, he just still in crunch time when it really matters and everything's on the line. He's tentative, he's apprehensive. Yeah. You know, you give him the ball and he's just looking to give it up immediately. He's not looking for a shot. So I want to see him in sync. And then you know, look. Tim Kempton said it in the second quarter. We said it when he was talking to Bloomer on the debut game. He turned to him and he said, are we going to say the Suns play defense like this the rest of the season? And that obviously is a huge key because my biggest fear with this team going into the postseason, they don't have that defensive stopper anymore, obviously, without Mikhail Bridges. But they don't have a P.J. Tucker. They don't have a Jay Crowder. Yeah. They don't. Have, who's that guy you're going to put against the, next, the other team's best guy? Yeah. No, I, I all of that. I mean, all so of I that see team is, defense. Is, is stuff to look for tonight. And the defense, I was impressed with the defense they played. Can they keep that up? I, I'm like, towing this weird line between with tonight's game. Like, what Ke- Kevin Durant's value is obviously when he's on the floor with Book. Because the two of them together, it's this unstoppable force of nature. How are you going to guard that, right? But one of my no- in fact, my number one takeaway from watching the game on Wednesday night was how KD filled the minutes when Book wasn't on the floor. Because that's been a real problem for this team, and that was a real problem for the team last year, too. If Book's not out there, when Chris Paul started his decline from being one of the really, truly best players in the NBA, they lost that. 
with Kevin Durant being able to fill those Booker bench minutes the way he did. He was like 7 of 9 for 16 points in the 12 minutes that he was out there without Devin Booker. I want to see the two of them together, but I also want to know that at all times when Devin Booker or Kevin Durant are on the floor, they're covered. They're good. It's like the ultimate insurance policy. You can take Devin Booker off the floor and you're fine. You can take Kevin Durant off the floor and you're fine because at all times one of them will be out there. I want to see more of that tonight because I really think that's like the hidden strength of this team to be able to have one of them off and one of them on and still do very well. No, that's a great point. When I asked you earlier to ask me the question, the loaded question, who should be the Suns' fifth starter? And I screamed out, I don't care! It, it doesn't matter in a lot of ways. If you have one or the other, they're both top 10 players in the NBA. Yeah. If you have one or the other out on the floor, guess what? That's advantage Suns in so many different ways. And then just the game that Deep Hook put together in some how easy it looked how the shots came to him it was he wasn't out there gunning it like a Kyrie or a James Harden it just came if he wouldn't have missed the free throws it would have been a 40 point game his first time out with KD it was a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops level of casual I mean it was just like kicking back the easiest most casual 37 you've ever seen dropped on anybody it felt like right like 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 he wasn't even breaking a sweat out there it was I'm looking forward to tonight I'm really Really looking forward to, and then the schedule. There are some games you talk about looking forward. They play Denver twice. They play Sacramento. Wow, twice. They play Milwaukee again. They've got Philly coming up in the next nineteen games. It, I, I mean, it's there are going to be some moments, some some real tests out there for the Suns. I look forward to those. And look, how many teams have been together all season long anyway? You know, the season starts now in so many ways. The Mavs obviously made their big move. The Clippers have been injured and guys, and they added Russell Westbrook. Really, the Nuggets, and they've dealt with their own injuries, but really the Nuggets are the only team that have been together. So I think that's an advantage as well because my other fear is going into the postseason with a lack of time together reveal itself and be exposed. Now, if you want to see Kevin Durant's first home game as a son, here's what you do. Text KD to 620-620. Enter for your chance to win lower-level tickets to see the Suns play the Thunder on March 8th and to Kevin Durant jerseys as well. Again, text KD to 620-620. Back to the Cardinals. And if you're the Cardinals, knowing what you know now, do you stay at three or do you move down? Next, Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Two games we're going to watch tonight. The first one has us off the air a little bit early. Suns and the Bulls, a 6 o'clock tip time. Pre-game coverage begins in about 13 minutes. You'll hear that right here on Arizona Sports, 98.7 FM, the Arizona Sports app. Then at 7.30 tonight, the Hurricanes are at the Coyotes. I believe it's the beginning of a four-game homestand for the Coyotes. 7.30 face-off there on ESPN 620, 98.7 FM, HD2, and the Arizona Sports app. So once again, after tonight's Coyotes game, Bill Armstrong told us he's going to sleep the next 24 hours after the NHL trade deadline. I'm also wondering if the Suns can, uh, while they're in Chicago, can they pick me up an ice scraper? Because uh, I left my ice scraper in Chicago some 25 years ago. So uh, if they could bring that to me. And you uh, needed it because you got a little snow yeah, up there, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. So, look, uh, Bernsian summation here today. I, I think I've diagnosed, my work is done in a lot of ways because I've diagnosed that um, there is an accountability problem on the Burns and Gambo show. It doesn't really have anything to do with the names on the show, but the producer behind the glass. Uh, 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 whose misuse of the lie detector today is flagrant. 
uh, really should be grounds for suspension as he continuously and erroneously continues to play the buzzer. Really, he's sore because I said he had one job to do today, and that was get me an advanced copy of all the show topics in detail because I wanted to run it through Chad GPT. Like all the students today in high school and college are writing all their essays with Chad GPT. Okay, okay. Now, so here's the thing. All right, you're going to have to explain this to me like I'm 12 because I don't have any kids who are in college anymore. I don't have any kids who are in high school anymore. This is, this is, I'm beyond that now. What is Chad GPT? It's a education. What is it? It's a nemesis. It's AI. It's artificial intelligence. And it's ultra easy to just go ahead and say, whip me up a, uh, whip me up a term paper three pages long on World War II. And boom, there it is. So that's awful. We figured that we'd throw in a couple of big questions, looming questions out there in the sports world. Like, for example, what was the first question, Bernsey, that we threw through Chat Chat GPT? Uh, is Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant the best player in the NBA when healthy? Mitch, what did Chat GPT? How did they answer that question? Is Kevin Durant the best player in the NBA when healthy? So I fed that exact question to ChatGPT, and here is exactly what ChatGPT said. Kevin Durant is one of the best players in the NBA when healthy, and his talent and skills are highly regarded by fans, coaches, and players alike. However, whether he is the best player currently in the NBA when healthy is a subjective question and is open to debate. There are many exceptional players in the NBA, such as LeBron James, Stephen okay. Curry. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. All right. So really, they could have saved us all a yeah. bunch of time and just said, I yeah. period, don't right. period, no period. Note to self, don't hire chat GPT to do sports talk radio. <laughs> pick a side, have a take. All right. Uh, who will the Arizona Cardinals take with the third pick in the draft? Is that something else we asked chat GPT? Oh, yeah. We did ask it. Yes. And, and Will I don't Anderson? Think, Will Anderson? I don't think you're going to like this response either. Oh, no. As an AI language model, I cannot predict the future, so I cannot say for certain who the Arizona Cardinals will draft with a third overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The draft is still a few months away, and there are many factors that can affect the okay. team's decision. All right, all right. So, that, so that here's where I really fear for the future of our of our world as we know it. Right. When ChatGPT actually answers that question and says the Arizona Cardinals will take Will Anderson number three overall, and they're right, that's when I'm worried that that AI is going to destroy the world. When, when you'll, really be, when you'll be out of a job, yeah, when AI replaces you. When it's a bunch of T2s right. roaming the world and it's basically the apocalypse, that's what I'm worried about that when it, when it can properly predict what the answer to that question is going to be. So you see, Paul, you can't replace I guess not. the Burns and Gambo show with ChatGPT. Well, the, the AI software just isn't advanced enough to replace this. I yet. had a third question. Should the Cardinals draft the cocaine bear as a pass rusher? That's what I was thinking. Um, that You know, the movie that's out, and uh, that would be, you know, because, I mean, honestly, uh, you want someone who's going to pursue quarterbacks like that cocaine bear. <laughs> could, could the cocaine bear somehow be eligible for the NFL draft? I the cocaine Imagine bear that. came out. I Remember the bear in the out. Will Ferrell uh, movie, the, uh, you know, the Flint Tropics, and you know, there's a oh, bear the, in the, the Coliseum. Yeah, um, the, yeah. The, yes, the basketball anyway. movie. Jackie, you semi-pro. So, Thank you. Yeah. And you can't have the cocaine bear. I guess Will Anderson is the next best pursuer of quarterbacks. Will Anderson uh, did his workouts yesterday at the scouting combine. Yes, we're actually going to get into actual content. 
content here. Um, that was my segue. It was a good segue. Yeah. I liked it. Will Anderson had his workouts, and it, it's he he blew, look. It's the underwear Olympics. Take it for what it's worth. But Will Anderson is presenting himself as the no brainer candidate for the Arizona Cardinals. Like you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. He's polished on the field. He's polished off the field. He's got a motor. He's driven. He's got the awards. He's got the success. He's got the body type. You look at his body measurements and his test results side by side. He's almost an exact duplicate of Khalil Mack. All right. Yes. The motor's there. The drive is there. And he's presenting a really strong case that if he's there at number three, the Cardinals should resist all temptation to move out and they should take Will Anderson out of Alabama. He looks like the number three pick in the draft. He sounds like the number three pick in the draft. There's just one problem. He might be the number one pick in the draft. That's what we need to fear. Will the Chicago Bears take him you, number one are you overall? About that? I am. Are you? That I am the Bears will just that. stay put and take him number one? I am. He's that good? Uh, and and look, it, it's all about the quarterback and getting to the quarterback in the NFL. So I am worried about that. And that's why tomorrow is so critical that, okay, they don't do anything. Look, there's nothing you're going to do that's going to absolutely, you know, necessarily vault you to the very top. I mean, it could, but you don't want anything to be a disaster for some of these guys because you want three legit quarterbacks. But, you know, after Jalen Carter... Just went and bounced himself out of the top five, yep. and then some. Yep. He's plummeting as we speak. Yeah, I am a little worried that, you know what, at least if you're the Bears, you eliminate the risk of screwing up the draft. There is one sure thing, and one NFL executive well, said as much anonymously to NFL.com the other day, that Will Anderson is a much safer and a much better pick than any of the quarterbacks. And if the Bears decide to play it safe then he's going to be their guy. The temptation is going to be the trade down for the Bears. The temptation for anybody is going to be the trade down because you're going to get just a a crap ton of picks to be able to do it if you want. I I mean, I think if the Bears go number one with Will Anderson and if they stay put, I think all that does is it makes the Colonel's decision for them. They will trade out of number three. Agreed. Now, in the past, you could have said stay and take Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is sabotaging his own draft right now with what he's done and, and what he's alleged to have done. I think the Cardinals have a choice. Will Anderson or trade down? If Will Anderson goes number one, there is no more choice anymore. You will trade down because somebody. At that point, now it's Will Anderson one, a quarterback to be determined number two. Someone's going to move up to three to take a quarterback. It's guaranteed at that point they're moving down. And that, maybe that's not a bad thing if somebody offers them three future number one picks like a Trey Lance type deal to move up to number three to get their guy. I hope so. The problem is if there's only a couple of quarterbacks or if there's multiple quarterbacks on that board, right, then all of a sudden Indianapolis can sit at four. So we'll see. We'll see exactly. You know, if there's a lot of options, Indianapolis doesn't feel the need to trade up. But once again, more quarterback hype, more better for the Arizona Cardinals. Forget the grammar right there. They need the hype to really ramp up tomorrow. And the power that the Cardinals have is to be able to say to the Colts, yeah, you can get a quarterback at number four. Hey, we're on the phone with Carolina right now. We're on the phone with with Atlanta right now. I got Vegas on line one. I got Carolina on line two. You want to come get your guy? You better come get your guy. You bet you talk to us because you want to make sure you yeah. get the guy you want in this draft. You have to come up to number. 
number three to get him. Otherwise, we're going to move down to seven or eight. Now, will those teams, will the Colts buy that bluff from the Cardinals? I don't know. That remains that remains to be seen. Uh, Calvisi, we're just about done here. Is it, uh, what, what, what do you got for Well, it's Friday, so obviously it's Sierra Nevada time. And remember, Bernsey, there's an echo somewhere in here. Win or lose, we still booze. Okay? Okay. This is bookend butchery on this show. GPT wrote this sign off. I wasn't sure whether he was playing it or I was playing it. Paul's out of here. I'm out of here. We'll see you Monday straight up 2 o'clock. Mitch should be out of here permanently. (laughs) You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.